0: That's d r i z l y dot com today. You're listening to hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter welcome back everybody we've reached hump day once again it's Wednesday and there's a new show that I'm really excited to be talking about and I'll get to that in just a minute but if you've been following me on Instagram at just plain Zach which you should be already you will have known that I was at the ingoop health Summit in New York City over the weekend so I I hung I got to hang out with like Gwyneth Paltrow and do all that crazy batshit wellness stuff i got to see um an intuitive i got a reading with her which is probably i didn't even know there was a thing as an intuitive but i guess she's like a psychic and she kind of predicts your her your future based off of her intuitions and then i channeled my intuition and i wrote about the whole thing it was a very wild weekend but it was a lot of fun it's up on pop sugar right now you can go and check that out See all my my crazy, wacky wellness adventures in New York City at In Goop Health. Thank you again, Goop, for inviting me to come. It's a fun weekend. Stay tuned. There'll be lots, lots more good wellnessy stuff to come. So I'm really excited because a few weeks ago, I had on um, Lucia, who was on this show on the Black Pills app. And since then, I have been watching all of the shows on the Black Tales app. And now there's a new one that I can't wait to get started. I have the lead actor in studio today. The show is called See Me Valley. And in studio with me, I have Darren Barnett. Hi, Darren.
1: Hey, Zach. How you doing?
0: How are you? Doing well. Thank you for having me. This show is like, it has me on the edge of my seat. Because it's like wild. It's It's got the drugs. It's got the action. It's got, you know, the hot cast. like It's got everything you'll want in a show.
1: Well, that's good to hear. Thank you for saying that.
0: <laughs> and you've also you've also done you were in This Is Us, you were recently on Criminal Minds. so you've you've got a pretty impressive
1: resume. Yeah, still in in the making and building it. Um thankful to be working. I recently did SWAT on CBS and then I'm actually on a show for Facebook watch right now called Turnt. Nice. So, do you first. get turned on that show? It's turned. Do you get turned often? It is turned.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, before we get to the show, you have to answer my icebreaker questions. So okay. Everybody that comes into the studio has to answer these. First question is: What's one
1: word your mom would use to describe you? Stubborn. Stubborn. Why? Um, you know, it can be a good thing or a bad thing. But if I get my mindset on something, yeah. If I get my mindset on something and I know it's right um it's kind of hard to break me from that okay but i think in couples with diligence i don't stop for things that i want so that's know? good yeah determined very determined. tenacious
0: tenacious see there you go we got better words than stubborn we, need, we, to, we need to enhance mama's vocabulary <laughs> yeah okay uh <laughs> give me a fun fact what's one thing people would not expect about darren
1: um i actually rap and make hip-hop music do you yeah I go, it's a I go into the stage named Charlie Sound and I've been writing hip hop music for like since I was like twelve years old.
0: Wow. So yeah. Nice. I was actually just having a conversation with my Uber driver who says that he enjoys rapping and so I was trying to convince him that he should be the next Eminem. Mm-hmm. But he's just not motivated. In that life.
1: that is far fetched goal for many people. <laughs> but
0: he's like, I don't know, Eminem doesn't seem to be doing well. I was like, I think Eminem's okay.
1: I mean, he's kind of went past 100% in his career, so it's kind of hard to go anywhere. But right. down from there, I guess. <laughs> okay, what is your drink of choice? <clears throat> um, you know, Jameson on the rocks, Jameson ginger, or some ice cold Patron.
0: Okay. Yeah. I like it. Just clean. Mm-hmm. Um, Give me an embarrassing moment. Give me something humbling, a really embarrassing story that you learned something from or that just really humbled you. Man, something humbling. Like, I embarrass myself all the time. It's actually pretty embarrassing.
1: Um, I mean, speaking in general with embarrassing moments, I gotta say, I think any embarrassing moment I've been through, what I do learn is that you gotta own when you mess up. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, even like, I, I mean, there's plenty of times that I've like fallen down in public or bumped into something, whatever. And it's like, it's always worse when you try and play it off. Like, oh, I, 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 that didn't happen. That didn't, yeah. But I'll like get up now and like, I'll like take a bow and like jokingly, like just play along with the own humor it. of it, own it. And it's like, you know, you got to own when you make mistakes because we're human. So
0: I love it. Yeah. See, we need to turn that into a quote for Instagram. There we, there go. we go. Spread it. Like a meme. I don't know if that's considered a meme. I'll make a meme talking, out of it. I was talking to my social media guy and he's like, he was trying to explain to me like the differences between like memes and quotes and. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting that. <laughs> I was like, I, I, have, I have a show called Hashtag No Filter. You should probably know a little bit more about memes. Um, okay, last question. Probably my favorite question is, if you had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian, which one would it be?
1: Oh, man. You know what? Um, I got to say probably one of their pets. Mm-hmm. Because what th- what has a better life than a pet? In a very, very rich, well-off family, am I right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you eat you don't all have day. To do anything? You don't, you don't do anything. even have to work. They're not in the spotlight. They're they don't they can't mess up. You know, doesn't matter how much weight they gain or whatever happens. Yeah, they just, paparazzi don't boom. care about the pets. Yeah, that's the easiest life. I choose their dog. You choose their <laughs> dog.
0: I love it. Okay, talk to me about Simi Valley. Oh, what man. is this show about? Why do people need to watch
1: it? So, Simi Valley is it's a neo noir crime thriller which I was so humbled and just honored to take a part of. Um, It's about... It's not a reality
0: show about kids living in Simi Valley?
1: Definitely not.
0: So we're not going to see it on Bravo.
1: No, you won't (laughs) see it on Bravo. But um, it's, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a unique story in the crime world because it does take place in Simi Valley when people at first glance, when they hear that, are going to be like, Simi Valley, like nothing goes down in Simi Valley. Like it's like a rich suburban white neighborhood or whatever. But what's cool about the story is that, you know, like my character doesn't exactly have to go into crime, but there's just, I don't know if it's like an inherent desire inside of him, but he wants so bad to be a criminal and he sees his way of spicing up his life or going for what he wants is through that. Mm-hmm. And so all of these kids that are kind of just like not content with where their life is headed, not really wanting to go to college, follow in their parents' footsteps, whatever, they see an opportunity and they take it. And um, the risk is, I think, a lot more intense than they expect and that's where the twists and turns come in the show
0: i like it where did you grow up
1: um i grew up in los angeles until i was about 12 okay and then i moved to orlando florida with my mom I oh, don't know why so well just that was, that was <laughs> the only place she could get a job um and then um i moved to uh, i went to college actually up in georgia and i lived in atlanta for about I lived in, like, the Atlanta area, like, Georgia, and then Atlanta for, like, four or five years.
0: Okay. Did you ever have an itch, like, Chase, to be the bad boy?
1: Uh, You know what, man? My mom is actually Japanese, and uh, I don't know. I mean, anybody with a Japanese mother may understand what I'm talking about, but (laughs) it's uh, there were no mistakes when I was a kid, to be honest, growing up. Um, I was, like, the straight-A student, captain of, of the lacrosse team, like, AP classes, you know
0: doesn't that give you an urge to like want to be bad even more?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, maybe I have a whole criminal side to me, but you know, I'm a smart man, so I can't tell you about it. So you're not going to (laughs) be, you're not going to be, you have never hustled drugs on the side. I've never hustled drugs on the side. Um, you know, I'll I'll smoke some weed, I'll smoke some weed, but now that it's legal in California, I guess it's not the very bad of me to say, so. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um,
0: so do you identify with Chase at all? Because Chase is your character on the show. He mm-hmm. was kind of like he grew up in the the suburban neighborhood and now he's dabbling into, you know, selling drugs and he's messed. He's gone with mm-hmm. a pretty sketchy crowd now. Yeah. I How much of I, your own personal life did you work into this character?
1: Um, I can relate being a kid growing up in an environment where, you know, what is, I guess more easily or expected to be in front of you is not what you want. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like, I didn't even really want to go to college out of high school. Um, It was really by my mom's influence that I did it. Um, I always wanted to go into acting, into film, whatever, but I was always told no. I was always told it's too risky, it's too this, it's too that. And there was something about the danger and the uncertainty about it that just drew me in and I couldn't get it off of my mind. So... And it is a risk, you know, the, this career path. It's its never – I mean, it can be steady, but it's, you know, it can be up and down. It can be left and right. What was that
0: moment for you when you knew you wanted to be an actor?
1: I was doing, I mean, film and theater in college. Okay. And I, when I, I did my first play, Um, I got one of the lead roles in The Last Night of Ballyhoo. That was the role of Joe Farkas. And from then on, I was like, when I'm done with school, I'm going to finish it. But when I'm done – I'm going back to L.A. and I'm going to do this.
0: What did you end up studying?
1: I got a degree in international relations and broadcast journalism. Okay. So I actually anchored a new show when I was out there and I wrote a new show. And the plan was for me to go down to CNN and work there. Um, I'm not going to talk politics. It would be but fun to say, work there right now, yeah, right? J- journalism in general is not something I really want to be involved in. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, yeah,
0: it's definitely interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed it is.
0: Okay, so you went to college, you mm-hmm. decided you finished, you decided you want to pursue acting, and mm-hmm. then how to w- walk me through leaving college and making that decision to where you are now, I'll tell you starting what, on all these different shows.
1: Yeah, I, t- I came back. My first move was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to get on Craigslist and look for absolutely anything. <laughs> and I found extras casting. Okay. So I went down to this place in the Sherman Oaks Galleria in the Colmerick Bank Building. And I was going to be an extra. I was just all good
0: actors are found. Yeah, there you go. You know, (laughs) I was
1: going to be an extra, and this guy, the extras casting guy, was like, "Are you sure you want to be an extra?" I was like, "Yeah." I mean, no, like I want to act, but hey. And he's like, "Well, there's a yeah." There's an agency in this building. You should check them out. And I was always the stigma was always like, "Don't approach an agency." That's that's just they don't like that. So I was like, whatever. And at the time, I didn't have enough money on me to pay the fee for the extras casting, so I had to come back the next day. And when I came back, I, I was call I called on the way on the way to the 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 building, and I was like I was like forget it, I'm just gonna take the risk and call them. So I called the agency, and I was like, hey, this is Darren. They're like, oh, you were here yesterday in the lobby. I was like, yeah. They were like, we love your look. We wanted to talk to you, but you left too soon. Why don't you come in and read for us today? And so I came in and I read a couple of scripts for them, and they signed me across the board on the spot. And that's been wow. my agency ever since. And yeah, I got to I took it for granted at first. Like, I thought, okay, that's just how it happens. But I see a lot of my really talented friends now struggling just to find representatives. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for them. So LB Talent and my manager, Michael Greenwald. Did they help you
0: get the role on Simi Valley?
1: Yeah, Michael Greenwald actually um, sent me for Simi Valley. Okay. And... um,
0: Was this the role that you auditioned for?
1: This was the role I auditioned for. Yeah, I met with RJ Collins, the director, and um, Stephen wasn't there, but I did the initial audition... I was in there for a long time. I felt like I killed it. I was like, this is, I'm at least going to get a call back. And like a week and a half went by, nothing. I heard nothing. And, um, I actually booked a Netflix show during that time. Okay. And, um, or I was, I was put on hold for a Netflix show. I was pinned. And then, um, I got the call back, came in for the chemistry read. And again, the next day didn't hear anything. Finally, I booked it. And apparently what RJ said is that during the chemistry read, he, he asked me afterward, who do you like as Mia? Who do you like as um, your brother, Nathan? And he told me everybody chose everyone. And there was not one mix up with that. We all chose each other. So that was pretty cool to see.
0: That's nice. So you guys yeah. have like that nice chemistry. off the of Just as much as you do on this. Aisle.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was actually just, I got a smoothie today with Catalina in Santa Monica. I hang out with Michael all the time. Glenn is like my best friend. <laughs> so yeah, we're really close. I like that. Yeah. So, what
0: other – do you have any other
1: shows that you're working on currently? Uh, currently, what's been taking up most of my time is Turnt, Turnt. for Facebook Watch. Um, but other than that, it is pilot season right now. So. so,
0: how how many years have you been acting?
1: Um, Pursuing it professionally, it's uh, probably like three and a half, four years. Okay.
0: So – you And you've done both long form and short form because now you you see Facebook and you have apps like Black Pills that have mm-hmm. these shorter, which I love way more because like yeah. when I'm in an Uber, I can literally binge watch yeah. a, a, a no, season of a show. Exactly. Um, so how do you like, is that different as an
1: actor doing a short form episode series? Uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting because like Simi Valley actually felt like we were filming a movie mm. um, because it is. I mean, the entire time investment for this show is like an hour, I'd say, to get through the entire season one. So, and, and the way it just flowed, it just felt more like a movie. So, I actually liked it. It, it, it wasn't too strange for me because it, I've done film before. So, it felt like filming a movie. Yeah. Um, But in terms of like that platform in general, these 10, 11-minute episodes, I think it's really interesting because I see like especially a lot of younger kids – their attention span's getting less and less and less and less. It's
0: the Snapchat generation. I'm, yeah, I'm telling you. Nobody man. can like it, it's Tinder and Snapchat generation. So it's yeah. like and in, everything's instant gratification.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's crazy. So it's not as intimidating to tackle it's like so there's some shows I'm like, I know they're great like Game of Thrones, I'm gonna say I've never seen it.
0: And yeah, I'm I so scared
1: too because it's like dude, that is like weeks of my life I'm investing into this, you know? I know. So it's kind of like intimidating in these like relationships. Yeah. So it's totally different with this platform which it's like is like
0: cool. getting married. You have a series that you're going to commit to like I don't know how people binge watch like like long episode series. Mhm. Like, I, well, like, that's a lot, like, people that can do it in a whole day, like, at least with these show, with these types of series, like, because the episodes are sh- so short that you can actually enjoy it in a shorter time span. Whereas, like, if you have to binge watch a full season of, like, an, a one-hour show, like, your weekend yeah, is gone. You're in for it. Your you're social in, life yep, is done. Done. Get out of it. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um. So a big theme on on Simi Valley is about friendship and how far you're willing to go for your friends. Mm-hmm. How, how much of your own relationships and friendships outside of the show did, um, you know, did you bring into
1: to this character? Um, you know, I, it's, it was interesting because having a, um, Nathan in the show definitely, I mean, we get in trouble early on and he's trying very hard to keep me out of the criminal life and he wants more from me. He expects more from me, this and this and that, and, I think I felt that from my older sister growing up as well, you know, like she didn't go to college. She chose. She's very successful now. She's she's killing it. But like she just chose a different path, and there was always an expectation of me. You're gonna go to college. You're gonna become a news anchor, or you're gonna be be in politics, or whatever. And it was just it was it was always this high expectation, you know. And I couldn't always live up to that, so it was something I could relate to in terms of the character of Chase, which I liked.
0: Would you see yourself taking some of those same risks that that Chase did?
1: Chase, I, you know what the thing about Chase, and this is when I really fell in love with this character, is that he is, to me, and I think when you watch it, you might agree, he is the most dangerous character in the entire show. And it's not because he wields a gun, it's not because he's violent, it's because he is somewhat reckless in terms of getting what he wants. And he kind of doesn't care who he puts in harm's way. And he's, he wants to be on top so bad and he has it in him. But he's just t- starting to discover that, so I'm kind of interested to see maybe season two how that develops even further. Ooh, if so- yeah, if I mean season two, that's that's very up in the air talk. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny anything. But
0: would you come back for a season two?
1: I would definitely come back for a season two. Yeah, no, I We're- love the show. I love everyone on it working. It's it's a huge family
0: yeah nobody no. there aren't any like behind the scenes drama like you see in the tabloids
1: oh man there was a lot of behind the scenes drama. <laughs> but i'm not a gossiper so i can't get into that um, i'm good with everyone though I but get it's a lot hashtag no
0: filter we'd love to get into that
1: oh man let's <laughs> just uh let's just say some people requesting all black escalades on set at all times to be there when they needed air conditioning or something do you <laughs> find that a lot in this
0: industry i feel like there are a lot of people that are just so full of themselves mm-hmm. how do you deal with difficult
1: people that you have to work with um you know i am a firm believer that this business is like any other business in terms of you work with who you like and i'm not i i would never like sacrifice my morals to be liked in this town or in this industry but when i meet people that are like that and are difficult to work with i gotta be honest i'll call them can i cuss on here yeah (laughs) i'll call them on their bullshit yeah and i do it quick but I don't do That's it in good. the sense of like you're annoying, you need to stop. I do it in the sense of like, can I help you can I can I help you help yourself for a minute here? Yeah. Because other people may not say it to you and they're gonna say it behind your back and it's a small town. Yeah. So don't don't fuck yourself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like and I feel like people need that because sometimes you're just so I don't want to say narcissistic, but a little narcissistic that you don't you're so self absorbed that you don't see it that you need somebody to kind of check you. You
1: do need that. 'Cause the worst and that's how these some of these celebrities I think get into the worst places of their lives. They have too many yes people around them. Yeah. I just tell them yes, 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 yes. If and I will I will tell you no real quick. <laughs> Do you like getting checked? Like I love to check people, but like I don't always love. Oh, I love I love getting places. checked, yeah. but there's sometimes that people just reach and I feel like they just want to ruin your day. You yeah. know what I mean? But if it's legitimate advice, like no matter what the advice is, I always try and take it in and reflect for sure.
0: What's one thing that you think young people can learn from this show?
1: From this. <laughs> like a positive Small like weed a good thing. Yeah. no, don't know. No. It's like <laughs> how to outrun a drug dealer. Yeah. Um I think that there is a way and a route to get what you want no matter how crazy it may seem. But sometimes it's not always the right road. Yeah. And it's kind of up to you to identify which way to go, but sometimes you got to make mistakes. So that sometimes is the best lesson. Like falling into into this, I feel like yeah. running from a drug dealer. Like getting twenty thousand dollars in debt with a huge drug dealer with a shotgun. It's probably not the yeah. best road. to probably go. Probably
0: not the best <laughs> route to take. You know, like we're gonna like let's take small smaller mistakes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We'll we'll learn from Chase, yes, and his friends. What would you say was your favorite part of filming the series?
1: My favorite part of filming the series? When they brought you your Escalade because it was too hot and you needed air conditioning. Oh, that, 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 <laughs> that, that wasn't me. That would have been nice. Though. <laughs> um, just, I mean, l- just the little things on set. Like, I, I'm just happy that at the end of the day, everybody else was happy with the product that we made. You know, and the little in-between, take, in, like, in-between takes, like, we would have some of the most fun. Yeah. You know, even if it was like four or five in the morning getting delirious, like there was a part um, I, I love this. I, I couldn't even see any of it happening. I, I hope they got it on film. But there's a part where Glenn, it, who plays Hector, is driving me into his chop shop and I'm in the passenger seat blindfolded. And so in between takes, we, he would start bumping rap music on the stereo and we would both start dancing and we were dan he was telling me he's like bro we're dancing completely in sync right now like we're doing the same dance moves and i was completely blindfolded so we were just kind of laughing about that forever but it was um you know we formed a really great friendship out of it all of us so i think that's probably my favorite part is just the relationships we built
0: that's awesome have you found that type of chemistry built on
1: other sets um not every single one i've been on To be honest, because there's, there's, you don't sometimes, I mean, especially when I'm doing like episodic stuff for television, you don't get to spend that much time with these people. But these people were like in the trenches. We were all in the trenches together. The shooting schedule was like 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. for like nearly a month. So, I mean, I was losing weight. My appetite was weird. I mean, everything. And we were all struggling together. Yeah. So it's kind of hard not to build a bond when you go through something like that together.
0: Yeah. It's like college all over again. Yeah. To be honest. Okay, so what would you say is the biggest misconception about actors that you would like to clear up? I feel like actors get a really bad rap. Like I don't think I would ever date an actor. I tried that. Yeah, you so know. So what would
1: be your your convincing argument? Um I think I I got to be honest, man. I don't even have a lot of friends that are actors and I've I've never dated an actress. But I'd say that the the, the misconception could be that we all just want to be famous. Yeah. You know, and I I know in this career, like you look at an actor, you're like, okay, you must be really self-absorbed. You must really love yourself. You must really think you're better. Da, 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 da. Um, I can honestly say for me, I got to a point in my career where I had to say to myself and ask myself, am I doing this because I want fame and money? And if that was going to be, if, if I, if that was the case for me, I was going to quit. But then I realized that's not why I'm in it. Yeah. My love for film, my love to be able to inspire people, to touch people. When I see a movie, the power it has over me. I want to spend the rest of my life creating that and putting all of my energy and work into that. The fame and the money, if that comes, great. But that's not my goal. Yeah. And I don't think every actor in this town, a lot of them I will say it is. And to them I want to say maybe quit and make this career less competitive for me and everyone else. <laughs> but um not all of us are like that. So.
0: All right. Yeah. I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid.
1: There we go.
0: Are there any... um Anybody in the industry that you really admire, respect, and could try to model your own career after?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's lists of them, but I, I, um, I'm a huge fan of like come up stories, and some of my favorite come up stories are like, I love Jim Carrey's come up story, I love Denzel Washington's come up story, Will Smith, I respect so much, I, I watch a lot of his interviews. Um, Just on YouTube, of like his motivational speaking and the things that he says, he's so insightful. Um, I mean, anybody I can really, really learn from, and there's a grip of them that are actors, directors, etc. But it would take me hours to talk about all of them. (laughs) So,
0: okay, I want you to give me your closing argument about why everybody needs to go and watch Steamy Valley on Black Pills.
1: Because it is one hell of a ride, and there is nothing like it. Right now, that I have seen, um, it will keep you on the edge of your seat. It explores love, pain, passion, um, and just things in life that you want to go after, even though you're told no. So take a risk, just like there are risks all up in this show and watching me valley.
0: I like that. Okay, closing question If you could go back to teenage Darren what's one piece of advice that you would either give yourself or that you wish someone would have given you?
1: Fuck what people think. <laughs> Stop caring what people think. That I, There are so many things in my life that, and I'm sure everybody can relate on this, that I just let people tell me no. I let people tell me it's not likely. I let people tell me it won't happen, and I believed it. And I'm just starting to realize in young adulthood that you really can manifest things for yourself, and it all starts in your head. So be careful who you let get into your head.
0: Do you use the power of manifestation,
1: um, or do you my, believe in the
0: power of manifestation?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not like crazy about it, like some people. Like, I don't know if I could like manifi- manifest a birthday cake outside yeah, the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I do believe in the law of attraction, and I do believe that like your mind is a garden, and what you plant and it will grow. If it's going to be negativity, you're going to have negative outcomes. If you're going to make it positive. And, but it's not just manifesting it. It's not just thinking it can happen. You have to be able to put in the work behind it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's probably one of like the biggest misconceptions is that people, you know, like you said, they believe in the law of attraction. They're like, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm going to set up my vision board and I'm just going to believe that it's going to happen. But Mm -hmm. it really does take the work and the energy and the determination Mm -hmm. and sometimes being a little stubborn. That's true.
1: And I believe that that work can only happen though, if you've planted positivity in your mind and the, the, the. The need to work in your mind, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it starts all. It all starts up here. I'm pointing to my head. This is radio, so I can't. <laughs> you can't. Show, you <laughs> can't show them. Um, and
0: and I think having like a good network of of friends and quality people like in your inner circle that mm-hmm. can keep you humble, that can yeah. keep, that can check you, and that can support you and believe in you. Yeah. I had to cut a lot of those assholes
1: out. Yeah, me too. And I heard a quote before like you're the average of the five closest people exactly. you have around you. And It's true, man. And you know it there are some people, I'm true. like,
0: okay, I got to cut you out. If, yeah. I'm, if you're one of my five, then I got to I gotta replace you with someone new. And that's it. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. That's right. Okay, where can people go and follow you on social media?
1: I am at Darren Barnett on Instagram. That's D-A-R-R-E-N. And then Barnett, B-A-R-N-E-T with one T. Not Barnet. Not Barnet. (laughs) Not Barnet. It sounds like a bougie Barney or something.
0: (laughs) I don't know. It kind of fits the whole actor aesthetic.
1: Yeah, there we go. So yeah, (laughs) at Darren Barnett, um, I'm uh, Charlie Sound on SoundCloud if anybody has interest in checking out some older music of mine. And then, uh, yeah, Darren Barnett on Facebook, so...
0: Perfect. And Simi Valley is now available on the Black Pills app. It is available. So everybody needs to go and download it and watch it.
1: Yes. It is free. Keep that in mind. It is free. It is quick to download.
0: Free, quick to download, mm-hmm. easy to binge. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Darren's the star of the show, so why not?
1: Yes. Right? I. That is true. That is true. But <laughs> I am uh, I just want to say thank you to all the other co-stars on the show and everybody that helped build it. Black Pills, Adaptive, RJ Collins, Stephen Meshikola. All of my castmates, it was a team effort and I'm so proud of what we made.
0: Thank you, Darren. Thank Thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Don't forget to subscribe and listen to us every Wednesday. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're all the places. Google Play. It doesn't matter what device you have. You can listen to us. Don't forget to download the Black Pills app. Check out Simi Valley. Um, And don't forget to follow Darren because he's got lots more gems to drop. So go and check him out. Follow him. And I'll be back next week. So stay tuned. Don't forget to head to Pop Sugar and check out my latest article about the Goop Summit. Go check it out. Watch Simi Valley because it's really juicy. I'm gonna watch it on my Uber ride home right now. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.